Anime Pulse episode 583. Hello, I am your host, Joseph, joined by Andrew Chan, my co-host. Hello. And Hope this you can week hear me. We, yes, if, if you can hear him. Uh, hopefully you can, <laughs> because his recording software shouldn't be connected to the internet. If you can't hear him, then, hmm, we may have issues. Yes. Yes, but if you can hear him, then uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear me as we go into this episode of Anime Pulse, which is all about all about just anime and 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 totally not about uh, totally mm-hmm. not about what we're about to talk about, which is stuff that's going on in our own lives. <laughs> yeah, totally. <clears throat> as opposed to that. Speaking yes. of which. Yes, indeed. IRL News. So, uh, there's really not much to say about my week, except it has been a hell of a lot of work. Um, I have been really, 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 really busy at work. Uh, basically, I've been putting in almost close to an hour or more of overtime every single day this past week. Very good. <clears throat> just because yeah it's good good you know earn more money always great stuff means yep. i don't get to spend as much time at home which means i don't get to play persona 4 nearly as much um which speaking of which i have uh beaten yukiko's castle and i ah, am now congrats. progressed on to the uh, steamy bathhouse ah kanjis you're onto kanji now <laughs> i'm yes. off the fine thumb delicious looking pack <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, wow mm-hmm. i can see why That's this guy a... was the, he wanted to keep this side of him hidden <laughs> yeah it's it's dealing with a yeah definitely he gets it kind of rough and he'll be teased about this for the rest of the game so oh i imagine <laughs> yeah but anyway now he's like other than that how was the game how are you finding the game so far otherwise though how's the rest of it i like it i'm liking more and more of the soundtracks in fact this the uh bathhouse soundtrack itself is pretty bumping mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. i also like the uh track that plays while you're in the school mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm enjoying yep. that more and more um working on my social links which i think i'm probably gonna just do a new game plus so that i can do everything because okay. i know you can keep your stats going into mm-hmm, new mm-hmm. game plus so that's yep, what I can. might probably just do is I might just keep my stats and uh I also heard that if you unequip the equipment that you have on like the best equipment you have on at the end of the game and you like you put on the second best stuff the stuff that transfers over into the new game will actually be your best stuff instead of the second best stuff. Really? I didn't know about that. That's interesting. Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't carry over anything that's currently equipped on your character. Huh. But it will carry over anything in your inventory. That's news to me. Interesting. Okay. Unless it's like plot devices and stuff. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, we'll be able to... Uh, if you're doing it in New Game Plus as well, you can fight the bonus boss. Yes, well. which is uh, Margaret, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it always has the assistant, so... Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth, Margaret, and then Persona 5, it's the twins. Yeah, the twins. That's right. Mm-hmm. Just wait for Persona 5 Golden Boys when you get to play a girl and romance all the male characters. That's Is that they do actually what you're waiting for? Make golden, right? Because they did yeah. that in Persona 3 when they released Persona 3's golden version. They made it so you could play a female character. Did they do that yeah. for Persona 4? They did not. There's no female version of you. Ah, maybe they won't be doing a female version of the Joker. Or mm. Joker, not the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. Which, is that appealing to you? Would you rather play as a female version of Joker? No, no, not at all. No, I, I was going to say, I'm that kind of doesn't match I'm not your one of usual. those guys in, who plays video games and like plays World of Warcraft and picks like a... What's that female deer race called? Durandai? Durandai? Derendi? Not dark elves, right? That's the only race I know. No, it's the chicks with like the hooves, and they're like spellcasters, and they have the horns. They're like styres or something. I can picture it. I picture like a anthro version of like 
Bambi, but I don't know what they'd be called. So uh, let's see here. Probably somebody here knows about it. They could maybe right type it in the chat. No, nobody knows. Other people did not bother with the. Nope. Let's see, I'm trying to find the race I'm looking for here. Satyrs? That sounds like satyrs. Satyrs? Satyrs. Satyrs. Oh, here it is. It's What's the Daranel. <laughs> Never heard Dra of that. Drynel. Drynel. Fonz. Fonzy. It's hey. these ones. Oh, okay. So, wait. Why, why are we talking about these guys again? Uh, because shit. I forget. What was the connection <laughs> yeah, my point? Brain Chat, is like, remind us. What were what, we talking what, about? How did we get here? Sidetrack, indeed. Side tangent. Yeah. Uh, so you were talking about Persona, and then suddenly you have Dranies? Dranies? Gender-bent characters? Yes. Oh, yeah, I said, oh, remember oh, we were right. talking about uh, guys okay, who play so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, right. um, I was saying I'm not one of those guys who picks a female character because while they're playing the female character, most guys who play the female character say... I don't want to play male character because I don't want to be staring at a male character the entire time. I'd rather be I hear that a lot. More appealing. Yeah, I do hear like that. Like, oh, I don't want to look at a guy's because, ass all day. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you, you play like Mass Effect or Dragon Age. You're like, I want to pick a girl so I can stare at her butt the entire time. That's basically <laughs> what just, you're doing. You're staring at that butt. I, but I pick the male character because that's what I identify as. I am a male character. I will understand the male character a lot better than I will understand a female character. Hmm. Right. I yeah. No, play I, I a get very yeah. perverted I get female that. character. Yeah, I just I'm wondering if people realize how that sounds. Like, I want to play an 80 hour long game so I can stare at my female avatar's ass the whole time. It's not very. Uh... Or it's more like I want to play the game because I like the series, but I also yeah usually don't want to play the game as a guy because I want to play that series and also enjoy something appealing on the screen at the you know a hundred percent of the time. I. Guess, uh, uh, yeah. I suppose. Just play devil's Different advocate strokes. for them. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can't really argue with that. So, yeah, I, I'll give them that one. Sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. You, I, I know you're not. I don't fashion you the type to play as a female character for that because you rather actually identify with the male character that you're playing as. Right. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, but you haven't made any final decisions about who you'll be romancing in Persona Four. At the moment, I have not. I've looked at a lot of the other characters, and I looked at the social links. I don't know who you can romance. Um, Most I know female characters. Like, I know in Persona Three, you could like sleep with a bunch of the different girls. Like, right? You could, you could at like their final rom their final level was like you taking him back to your room. Like, hey, you want to spend a little bit of time with me? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, that's the same in this game. Right, I get that, but um, you told me yeah. that there's like consequences to picking instead of like. A oh no, that's in golden. That's in golden. Consequences. No, no. Oh, only in, in four, golden. you can in, in four you can choose as many ones as you want. Uh, you can uh -huh. actually hook up with as many of them as you want. In golden, you can't. There will be consequences. Uh -huh. Well, you actually you can try to in golden, but they will be upset at you during Valentine's Day okay. and Christmas. Well, in that case, I've been looking at, like, the different choices. I mean, I ran into the cross-dresser already. Um, cross-dresser? Because it's obviously a girl. There's no way that's a guy. Oh, I can tell Naruto? already. Uh, yeah. The one who was, like, hanging around with uh, the yes. dude we're trying to rescue that's right, right now. That's right. But you said you don't, like re you don't like traps that are girls. Yeah, the reverse traps. I'm not, I don't yeah. really care for that person. But, you know, there's the, the girl who the son, um, you can't. Bang the mom, obviously. Otherwise, I'd totally go after Temperance. <laughs> temperance. Oh, right. The mother right. who, yeah. like, you've been yeah, 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 the yeah. child care. Stepmom. Stepmom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I just started, you know, was able to do, like, the janitor's job. And... Oh, yeah. Devil? There's a nurse. Yeah, the devil nurse. And yeah. she is really just like, I'm bored. You want to fuck? And it's like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes? I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I would say yes I'm, to her. I'm, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, oddly enough, I'm not that into uh, the assistant this time, Margaret. No? Nope. I don't know. Something about her hairstyle just, like, puts me off. It's like... Oh, the curly blonde hair? No. Well, like, the way she, like, parts it and, like, she's got this, like, gigantic forehead on her. 
Mm, and mm. she just her her like facial character model just doesn't really do it. Um, Igor, though, I can see that. Mm, let me Igor. tell you where I'd oh, like to stick yeah, he's that nose. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Igor, he's a real man. There's a reason why he's in every Persona game. <laughs> yeah, it's pronounced Igor. Oh, is that Igor? Doesn't he say Igor? Like the voice actor says Igor. I I've always been confused with that. It's a uh, it's a reference to Young Frankenstein. Oh, right, right, right. Actually, it's Frankenstein. 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 I thought it was Frankenstein. Yeah. No, it's I haven't watched that in ages. That's such a good movie. I want to watch. Now I want to watch Young Igor. Frankenstein. Damn it! Right time of the year for it too. Yeah, it's pronounced Igor. Igor. <laughs> Wait, do it. What? <laughs> Didn't your hump move? What hump? And the hump just moves. It's great. <laughs> yeah. First word uh, sounds like uh, such a good movie. I like the mm-hmm. the blind it's been guy. Too long. <laughs> What's that? Who? Yeah, the blind man, where like uh, Franken- oh. Frankenstein's monster shows up there, and you know he's like trying to oh, pour yeah, the tea yeah, yeah, or yeah, the I coffee. Kinda, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of remember the scene. It's just been so long though. I watched it when I was really young. Mm. <laughs> I haven't even brought out the cappuccino. <laughs> Uh. Yep. Anyways. Anyways. Um. So yeah, I've been playing video games, and I've decided though on what I'm going to be making for the Christmas party. Uh, at the at work, mm-hmm. I always make some kind of dessert. So this year, unlike last year, I made Buddy the Elf cookies. Which, if you don't know what Buddy the Elf cookies are, basically you take a bag of lo mein noodles. You uh. melt a bunch of white chocolate and marshmallows. You mix it all together, and then you pour sprinkles and chocolate syrup all over it, and that is a Buddy the Elf cookie. Did you say noodles? Yep. You know, lo mein noodles? No. You never had I, lo mein noodles? I, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking the of, tiny like, tiny little noodle crunchy bo- Chinese noodles. Oh. I'm so confused now. Wait, don't you have noodles like in a soup, like in a brothy soup? I am. What? This is yes. What wizardry is this? And you're baking the noodles? Oh, is no, it? No, you're the not movie? baking. You're not baking the noodles, bro. Lo mein noodles. They're like these tiny, crunchy noodles that you can just snack on. Right. Okay. All right. So you decorate those and then you make them into cookies. Yeah. In the movie, Buddy the Elf. Who, if you don't uh, know, played by uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. He at one point makes a cereal mm. using like I forget it was like spaghetti plus um, like candy, like M and M's and Skittles and Hershey syrup, uh, stuff like that. Ah, uh-huh. well, that's a pl- that's a play off of his recipe for that. Ah, that right, okay, okay, I understand. It's I, I, for some reason that part of the film uh, leaves me, even though I have watched it uh, just last year as well. It's a re- it's it's a really understated Christmas movie. It's about as good as 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 The Godfather. Yes. So here is the recipe, just in case anyone would like to make these delicious treats. Uh, just a heads up: if you are diabetic, these will kill you. That looks. Really, like, I feel like I'm getting diabetic just by looking at this picture here. Jesus, <laughs> right? That's they sweet. are so delicious. My boss at the time actually ended up tricking a diabetic man into eating one of them, who was very, very oh. not happy with him. He didn't die or anything, but he was super upset, and he did a very funny action where Chris, uh, my operation supervisor, was drinking from a water bottle, and he like did the thing where he squeezed the water bottle at the last second. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and it just shot everywhere it was hilarious um, but anyways this year I'm going to be making uh, Russian tea cakes or... Russian tea cakes as opposed yep. to okay so what's the difference do they have vodka in it <laughs> uh, Russian tea cakes so for anyone who doesn't know what they are I'll just post a quick link for everyone here there you go that is what a Russian tea cake is. Basically, it's dough uh, plus walnuts uh-huh. plus powdered sugar rolled in powdered sugar. Ha! Wow. 
Interesting. It looks very flowery. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, that looks good. So you're making that this year. You are you are quite the baker, as far as I know. I am so. indeed. Uh, just a hobby, though. Just a hobby. Not mm. uh, never professional. Mm. You should you should uh, guest in some Food Network show and be in a competition or something. See if you actually manage. I'd to love something. to meet Alton Brown someday. That'd be awesome. Oh, if oh I could well, there you go. Dreams do come Shake true. that man's spatula. That would mm. be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, as uh, as it is. That is about it for my past week. How about you? All I know is work, man. I've I've just been in a really busy week of work. It's like the third weekend and I've still been doing training. I have like an exam in order to like try to keep this job and also move up in it. So uh, nice. next week will be like just dedicated nonstop studying, which, you know, it's already sort of underway. You know, we're in the weekend right now. We record this on Sunday and I've I've been to work Saturday and today as well, so I actually have no life. Literally, like I know, like typically the tip, the the joke is like, oh, anime fans or geeks or whatever don't have a life. I know I literally don't have a life outside of work right now, so that's not much. That's not really much for me to say. But I should have a little look at the community stuff, I suppose, because moving swiftly along, I don't think we have any comments on the site. First off, last time I checked. Uh nope, nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay, so but we have some forum posts. So community stuff. On the forums, we have uh two posts on the Christmas post from last week. First we first one by Midnight Crew, who says the uh first thing that comes to mind is the Christmas arc in Toradora. Which I did mention that one actually, I'm glad someone else noticed. Which is neither jolly nor festive, it's not. But it has, the image that he posted here is actually really adorable. I really like this moment because she just really wanted to see Santa so badly. It's the darkest and most melodramatic the series ever gets. I don't know, I think when they have a cat fight in the classroom that's also quite dark. At least it ends on a pretty happy and heartwarming note. The series overall might feel pretty generic nowadays. But the Christmas arc still hit me like Coca-Cola truck full of feels. I never heard that expression of a Coca-Cola truck full of feels, but, you know. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, crew. I, I do think that's a good Christmas episode. Well, it really stands out for me, anyway. It has its own little song, too. And then the last post on that topic about Christmas episodes in anime comes from Rampant AI, who says, I can't think of Japanese anime that does not have a Christmas as a somewhat integral part of its setup more than it does... No more than does the... Amagami series, or at least it's the first one that came to mind. Amagami. The backstory to the lead protag Junichi was that his heart was broken after being stood up by a girl he had fallen for when they were supposed to have met on Christmas Eve. So that becomes a lead in the six leads into the six alternative plot lines where he falls for one of the six female leads in the series episodes. The first story arc with Haruka Morishima as a person Junichi goes for is more memorable than that it ties even more closely into the Christmas theme. Boy loses his heart one Christmas only to find love with girl on another Christmas. Closure. The other arcs are less tied to Christmas though, and they all start from the same premise. By the way, I love Haruka, but I is still the best girl. Just saying. I've never heard of this anime. Have you heard of, um... Amagami? Joseph? Yes, I have heard oh. of it. Okay, so he says this is the best Christmas. Does this ring a bell in terms of like... A girl he hooks up with on Christmas, and was she in fact best girl, or is Haruka best girl? As he says, I don't know about that. Um, I didn't. I don't think I ever finished Amagami. Basically, oh. it's a harem anime. Oh yeah, with uh, a lot of good choices. Like a, a lot of the girls are just like really, really good choices. In fact, uh, oh, really? childhood friend is in fact one of the best choices he can pick from. Um, but in the end, uh, it's, you know, it's all a matter of opinion. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Except my get best girl's objectively the best. But it's subjective. It's subjective, really. Yeah, um, it's all subjective, objective. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that goes, that does it for the Christmas posts for, uh, last week. So let's move on to this week's forum topic, which is a sequel to a previous one, ironically, given that this one's about good anime sequel. So we talked about shit follow-ups that you never wanted to see or just didn't like in general. This one is about follow-up series for our previous anime and you can include OVAs and movies if uh, which is also applicable. So, starting us off, 
We have... Oh, scroll down. Raven M Theory is a new person on the Discord server, a returning listener, I believe, who says, One that comes to mind for me is Infinite Stratos. I love the first season, but I think the follow-up of Infinite Stratos 2 was even better. I only wish there was more. So, I've heard of Infinite Stratos, but I've never checked it out, so... There you go, season 2 is good, thanks for that. Uh, Shield Bro comes in with, The second season of my youth romantic comedy definitely lived up to my expectations. Other than that, would be Fate Zero count as a... Would Fate Zero count as a sequel second season of the OG Fate's Day Night? Yeah, you can count that if you want. All these spin-offs, OVAs or whatever, you could probably count them if you want. It's, it's a follow-up to an original of that series, so yeah, go ahead. So yeah, his, his um, is My Teen Romantic Comedy and Fate Zero, which I, here is the best place to start if you're going to get into the Fate series in anime, so there's that. Thank you for that shield, bro. And lastly, for this week, we have Blackmagic4444, who says, I would say Dimension W. Wait, was that a sequel? I thought that was just one series, wasn't it? Oh, well. Um, I would say Dimension W. It really felt like there was supposed to be more, supposed to be more going on, and it just wraps up early. I feel like this is not... I feel like we have a, had a miscommunication on the forum topic. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's the inputs for the week. I'm going to refresh it. Going once, going twice. No. Okay. Sold. Sold for a buck. Okay, Joseph, uh, what would you say is your, your preferred or liked sequels or OVA spinoffs to your anime? Hmm. Sequels to an anime. Uh. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Hummer. Hummer, 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 Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be something. Any, like sequels that come to mind that mm. are like exceptionally great or mm. like were better than their predecessor. Like the first season. Yeah, mm. the predecessor. Mm. Uh, maybe uh, Durarara's second season. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good choice. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I might say that, like, you think about the first season, Durarara, and there's a lot to it. Um, and it's good. It's really, really good. But you might actually say that the second season's even better. Really? You might. Interesting. Might. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. You might. Just because, like, there's a lot of, like, wrap-up that we were waiting for in the first season that never got wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they do wrap it up in the second season. Of course, there's still plenty left open, plenty left right. open for a third season. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't need it because Durarara's second season feels like it could just be done. And that's what I like when an anime is like, "All right, let's put out a second season and we're done. Let's move on to another series." You yeah. don't need to keep going. You don't need to be a Bleach or a Naruto or a One Piece. You don't need to have five thousand seasons. And 15 billion <laughs> episodes. Just uh -huh. get to the fucking point already. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So you're saying it was a good sequel and it didn't overstay its welcome, basically. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Fair enough. Any others? Also, or... it oh. uh, it does introduce like a uh, a waifu character for um, for the the strongest male character in it. The, is that Shizuo? The bartender dude. Yeah. Is that Shizuo? Shizuo? Yes. Yeah. Shizuo. Um, like, he, you know, he's just, you know, rough and tumble kind of guy. But then you got the assassin chick who shows up, he, which he obviously has no clue has anything for him. But, uh... Mm -hmm. But uh, then uh, she shows up and, like, you see it every now and then. Like, there are more and more girls who are starting to pop up who are like, I like Shizuo, he's hot. And then they all <laughs> notice each other and are like, you get the fuck away from my boyfriend. <laughs> and then of course he's like, I'm not any of your boyfriend. Shut up. <laughs> I always thought that Shizuo secretly liked the guy he always was throwing the... um. No, the now you sound like a Fujoshi. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Oh, oh okay. Fair enough. You don't ship him? You really don't? No? Okay. Didn't see anything? Hell no, I don't ship him with uh, Izuya. Mm -hmm. 
Isaiah. <laughs> I don't think so. Somebody disconnected out of protest to that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. No, it, I do not ship Isaiah and Shizu. Like, get out of here. Okay, okay, fair enough. Fair he, enough. Oh, he, oh, he also has a really good battle against Shizuo where he gets in, like, he picks up a whole fucking construction crane and it's just like, fuck you. And, you know, Izzy is just like, I f this isn't fucking, fuck everything. I can't believe you're able to pick up a whole crane, you fucking animal. <laughs> wow, that is And it's strong. just like, yes, kill him, kill him, do it, <laughs> kill him for good. Get rid of that asshole. Yeah. And of course he doesn't kill him. Of course he can't do it because he loves it. He them. tried. His heart no, wasn't really he in doesn't. it because he loves it. Get them. out of here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, any other sequels? Or anything else? Nope, that, that's about it. That co that's all okay. that comes really to mind right now. Uh, okay, some honorable mentions from me. They're, they're pretty much all honorable mentions, but ones that go without saying for me. Jojo, season one was good. Season two was better. And it just keeps on having really good sequels and it's hinted at by my gift that I posted on the topic Jojo quite easily has really good follow-ups and sequels to it because that's given the fact that each sequel is a new part so it starts off with a fresh new cast and oftentimes a fresh new art style but it, the quality is always quite up there I think hmm? I'd actually have to say the second season was the best the third season was eh it was okay oh, you're not a huge fan of Stardust Crusaders? With the stands? Oh, no. it just kept getting more and more censorship, which just ruined it. And uh huh, it's true. And I'm not entirely, completely sold on the ending either. I think it took a bit too long, but um, yeah. Now I know what you mean. A lot of people, from what I can tell, their favorite seasons are seasons two, which is what you like, part two, and part mm -hmm. four tends to be a lot of people's favorites. Oh no, no, a lot of people really like Steel Ball Run, but that hasn't been adapted yet into anime. So I can't wait till they get around to Steel Ball Run, but that's part six. So they're not on that right now. They're on part five. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. So I'd say JoJo quite easily, but even if you say season two, that's still a sequel. So all the all the um sequels are tend to be really really good with JoJo at least. Maybe not always better. Actually, wait. They released uh, part two with season one. Okay, maybe maybe not, but you know, the current season is really good. Uh, I also would mention uh, what was it? it, it now it slipped my mind because we I, I was thinking of Jojo and Jojo makes my mind go blank. Besides just thinking of Jojo, um, <laughs> the search for Jesus. That's that steel ball run. Uh fuck! No, it's all gone. All the sequels have left my head. Never mind. Uh, no, it's not coming back. Oh, I will give uh, brownie points. Not necessarily because it was better than the original series, but um, Full Metal Panic. It just came back this year. It's a mecha show. Originally done by somebody and then done by Kyoto Animation. It was picked up by Studio Zebic this year and I was surprised by how good it was. It's I don't know if it, I would say it's better than the first two seasons, but the fact that Zebic actually made an anime I like is a miracle in and of itself that I have to give them some level of acknowledgement. Uh, hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I wait till I get around to reviewing that. There is one episode that they do, they actually drop the ball, but apart from that, surprisingly good and tasteful from Zebic. Uh, no, I can't think of too many others now because my brain's gone dead, like I said. Unless you can't... Oh, they, oh, actually, here's one. I read like, Disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya, the movie. It's like one of my favorite anime movies ever and one reason why it's worth going all the way through season two of Haruhi just to make uh, the movie make more sense. Definitely very good. And the Steinsgate movie's good too. But yeah, I've, I'm always talking about those series so I can probably just drop it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think that kind of does us for the topic. Shall we move on? Indeed. We shall move on to some industry news. And I'll start off with mine here. So, Precure. The uh, anime well known for its magical girls and creating magical girl waifus out there for all otakus everywhere has finally introduced a uh, magical boy mm -hmm. that's right the uh, magical boy who uh, a male figure skater and model by the name of Henry Wakayami 
or Wakamiya, sorry, Wakamiya, mm-hmm. has become a True Blue Precure member whose cure name is Cure Infinity. Right. Now, uh, previously, the uh, Precure franchise has shown male characters in sidekick roles, but not as official Precures. Uh, fans, of course, have been waiting actually very anxiously for the first announced male Precure. Uh, actually, an episode of uh, uh, Kira Kira Precure a la Mode previously caused a stir among fans in November when a speculation spread that the first male Precure would be soon to appear. Right. Mm. And uh, oddly enough, or, you know, surprisingly enough, this Precure, this male Precure, has surprised and delighted most male viewers of the Precure anime, which is almost all of the audience for Precure. If you aren't paying attention here, it's an anime. Watch about Taku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, Henry did have an episode earlier to uh, dedicated to his gender nonconformity, uh, which also <laughs> resonated very well with the Japanese audiences. Uh, in yeah. episode 19, he was actually shown dressing as a girl and defended himself from a bully, saying, and I quote, I'll have that appearance that I want, that I myself want. People set limits in their own hearts. That's a waste of time and life. Hmm. So he's, uh, he's a man who knows what he wants, and it's that's dressed like a pretty girl. Yeah, it's very comfortable in his own skin. Yes, so we have a new trap to fap to. Congratulations. Does he pass as a trap? Oh, yes. Does pass? Here, okay. I will, uh, was making sure. Just, just make sure that everyone can. I, I thought I shared all these before, but uh, here, I may have your messed trap. the. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, he kind of reminds me of like one of the sailor scouts. Um, there was like a lesbian couple sailor scout that looked kind of tomboyish. Her... Yeah, 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 I get that. Kind of reminds me of a sailor scout. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh... Wouldn't mind dating a trap like that. You could be the what's the receiving end to my re- giving. A, I forget the names and the terminology. Oh, you mean there's like a fuck. Uh, I know what you're talking about too. Yeah, there's a taker and a giver. Um, yeah, he could be the catcher to my pitcher. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. so yeah, pre-cure guys, first magical boy. Congratulations, get to fapping. One big step forward for diversity in magical girl shows, I suppose? Or at least yes, Precure? no steps yeah. back for anyone. No. No one loses. Everybody wins. Okay, cool, cool. Except the feminists. But the feminists always lose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Checkmate. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways. Uh, I've, got, I've got a very quick announcement. Which tends to be like what I usually fall back on when there's nothing really much going on in my side of the woods in terms of news. Um, Netflix, again, I keep mentioning them, actually, have announced on their NX on Netflix Twitter account that they have confirmed to be involved in the newest CG, 3D, CG anime adaptation of Ghost in the Shell that will be coming out in 2020, apparently. So this was already previously announced. I I don't really keep in track of Ghost in the Shell. I've never watched Ghost in the Shell. Actually, I did watch one OVA that showed at the cinemas once. But, you know, I'm very unfamiliar with the series. Um, this title is going to be known as Ghost in the Shell SAC 2045. It's going to be directed by Appleseed's Shinji Aramaki, if that means anything to anyone. I don't, I've never seen Appleseed either. And Ghost in the Shell standalone complex is Kenji Kamiyama. Again, they're probably all big figures. I don't know. <laughs> that might mean something to you. What I, what I do recognize is the studios working on it. I do recognize Production IG. Although I don't know anything about Sola Digital Arts. Um, anyway, they released a tweet along with an image of, I suppose, Makoto's design uh, for the upcoming 3D CG anime. Uh, the image doesn't look CG, it looks like an illustration. But um, apparently it's good that she'll be retaining her design that people prefer over the despised Ara- Ghost in the Shell Arised form. Um, I don't know what that means, but apparently there's a character design version of her that people don't like from Arise. Although Black Magic said it wasn't that bad, so I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. So yeah, rejoice, or don't rejoice, if you have low faith in Netflix, I suppose, in that they'll be involved in it. 
but it's very minor use, very flash in the pan. So hopefully you got something a bit better. Well, I have one last piece of news here, mm -hmm. and uh, mine is about the troubling, uh, troubling topic of sexuality or sexual content in anime. So. Recently, the Senran Kagura producer, who, as you don't know, Senran Kagura is an anime well-versed in sexual content and etchy moments. Yep. He's also got a video game out there about stripping girls down to their undies. I think it started off as a game series, actually, yeah. Yes, I do yep. believe so. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the producer has come forward and said that across all Senran Kagura media, the teams have dedicated themselves to... Putting a stop to any sexual content with no narrative reason. <laughs> Whenever something sexual happens in Senran Kagura, there needs to be a narrative explanation <laughs> for it. Characters should no longer just strip or look up each other's skirts for some vague reason. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, okay, sure. The producer further stated that he wants the stories to properly convey the character growth and have serious elements that coexist with humorous elements. Humorous. The anime has a heavy focus on action for this reason. However, he also admitted that sometimes the logic behind the fan service scenes can't fully be explained, and viewers should take it in stride. <laughs> it it sounds like he's like there is a reason nothing. for this etchy romance massage erotic scene. You just can't understand it. It's too above you. It's kind of like he's going both ways. He has a conscience now, but then it just, like, at the same time wants to, like, oh, but if it is there, just, we have reasons, we just can't explain it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, our brains are just cannot comprehend the complexities of the Senran Kagura plot. Like a parent telling, a t you know, parent telling their child, because I said so. Pretty much. Yeah, it's really weird. It's, you know, like, I still can't help but chuckle a bit, because you're like, you mentioned Senran Kagura, and it's just like, really, Senran Kagura? You're gonna, you're gonna get like that about this franchise, given its reputation. But all right, it's true. Black Magic yeah. says that's why I play it for the plot. So um, yes. I can't just imagine this is really, you know, it's like something that people genuinely would wanna. Like, is this gonna really make people who aren't fans of it already come to it? Oh, like, oh, that makes things all better now because everything has plot rel relevance with the fan service. Like, is that really gonna make people uh, come in? I don't know about that, but I do know the one of the bigger reasons for this recent oh yeah covering up, as it may be, is the producer also mentioned that uh, there's been a lot of more or a lot of uh, increasing international scrutiny. Uh, of Japan due to the upcoming Tokyo Olympics in 2020. Oh, they're giving into peer so, pressure. Yeah, it's Shit. been getting harder and harder to push the envelope with sexual content in both games and anime for everyone in Japan. Yes. Um, because not all cultures are as comfortable with it, I suppose. Yeah. Which I thought was very strange. Um, it made me think, this article made me think back on like when I was a kid and I saw articles about like girls walking around <laughs> naked in Europe. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, well, obviously Europe is so far ahead of like everyone else. America is just behind the times. Like we're such old frogies about it. But when I think about it now, it's like Europe's become more like censored and oh yeah i know we've gone to japan shit. yeah has basically remained its same censored ways you know it's garbage thing america's actually been the one who's become more open uh but at the same time really hasn't changed that much like it's become a bit more you know sexually sexual freedom kind of thing thanks to the feminists out there thank you feminists for your hard work of taking your tops off and walking around you keep pushing the envelope the guys thank you yes, yes keep Keep pushing those envelopes. Keep taking your tops off. Yep. We thank you for it. I'm sure all those 1940s, whatever, first wave feminists appreciate your contributions to the cause. Really. Yes. Really relevant work. The the girl who wouldn't give up her seat in that bus, she really, really, if she was living in this day and age, she would totally just she be out there with you She does not hold guys. a candle to you. Right. <laughs> she, she, is, she is a mere peasant. Compared to your... And we're not making fun of you. No, just, no, just not at all. Just note that. Like, no. we really 
are please help us. America needs to like just get rid of its sexual uh, pre pre. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for pre predication predications pre preconceit. I don't know. I'm not sure where you're going. Sorry. Basically, just being like we need to be more sexually free. Oh, right. yes. yeah, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Raven, prejudice, uh, prejudice, right? Isn't that against, a popular uh, word these sexuality. days? How did like, I forget that? We word? need to be more open, mm. more free with our stuff. And I'm not being hippie talk here. You know, it's like we have areas in America right now where you can walk around completely nude, That's and that used right. to be the way in Europe. But mm. apparently, in Europe, it's not that easy anymore. No, now you must cover up because um, empowerment. I don't know. I've, I've I've completely lost the plot of what's happening now. Now you can't, like, color yourself in bronze and just walk around like a statue in Europe. No. No. Europe used to be cool. Um, but, nah. Brexit. You can still go to Amsterdam and see the uh, prostitutes on the other side of the river. That you can. Yeah. That, that, that's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. This is true. No pictures, though. Don't take any pictures. No. Except you're on the other side of the river, in which case mm. they can't stop you. I'm pretty sure you can get arrested for that now. Yeah. Mm. Yes, you still can get arrested. Yeah. Don't get caught. Don't do that. No. <laughs> okay. Any case. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it just it makes me worry that uh, this is the way anime is gonna go. That it's gonna start just being all about the Blu-ray is all the uncensored content. This content has been censored for all audiences across the United States and America and Europe and Japan and China and everyone else in the international community, also the moon and the Mars, because we've colonized it. Yeah, yeah, I could see it definitely going in this direction. At the end of the day, it's about the bottom line, it's about the money, and, you know... That, that I, that, and when, like, an 80-year-old man is in charge of the company and, back in my day, women had self-respect and would wear giant flowing dresses. I'm not giving any of my money to you old fucks, you young fucks, unless you cover mm-hmm. those women up. Yeah. Like, fucking die, Grandpa. Get out of the way and make way for the new generation. Well, it's their perception of also how we are as well now. You know, it's the whole international audiences thing, right? If they didn't think we were so easily offended by, you know covering well you know like the, the the fan service and stuff or we're so critical of it maybe they wouldn't feel the need to i don't know yeah they're all just worried they're gonna get sued which sucks because everyone's like hmm can i sue someone about this these <clears throat> days it's just like fucking bitch you burn your hand with coffee and it says right on the coffee that it's hot what the <laughs> fuck do you want it's your fucking fault get over it yeah. moving on mm. Man, Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei was right about, like, the, it had, like, an American student that comes over in it, and she, like, always threatens to sue people for the smallest thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, that's just the way it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Welcome to 2018. Currently. It's the current year. Well, 2019 soon to come. Hopefully that'll be the year of sexual freedom. Viva la uh, uncensored ship. Yeah, it, you need something that rolls off the tongue a bit better. But yeah, now things flip back and forth, so I have no doubt that <laughs> things will just go back and forth, back and forth, as long as humans yes. have time to to kill. So, well, speaking of killing, killing, how about we kill off a couple of reviews? Nicely done, especially since mine relates to kind of the subject, given that it involves vampires. Uh, I think I'm starting to think. Ah. Yes, tell me more about these vampires. Do they sparkle in the twilight? They do not. They are immune to it, and there are similarities, believe it or not, to what you're referring to, the the, the series that... Actually, I'm going to name it later. Um, but they do not sparkle, unfortunately. Or fortunately, depending on your Damn. perspective. So... It's the it's the festive festive season right now. It's well and truly underway. You know, a time that although it's very frigid and cold outside, may feel even warmer still thanks to that atmosphere that comes with spending the occasion with loved ones. Speaking of love, vampires. Wait, I I, I segued into it. Um, I nailed that stake into I nailed it like a stake to the heart. No, but anyway, today I, more specifically, I'll be covering an anime called Devil's Line. It's a recent foray into the popular urban fantasy genre, 
with a romantic leaning much like the aforementioned Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Saga, but before that elicits any knee-jerk reactions from you, I urge you to stick around enemies, so, uh, anyways, so, so we could uh, ha- give it a good crack and see if um, there's any appeal to it, um, and if it is quite as cut and dry as that series is. Now, it, it takes place in an alternate version of our world, or maybe it's the same version and we just don't know it. Woo! We're vampires are a thing, though not entirely in the sense that we would be familiar with, given that they are referred to as devils in this world. Also, their appearances, um, when they transform at least and they're drinking blood, resemble something kind of like a Japanese oni mask. You know, those demon masks that have the fangs that go outwards and the... You know, I think you might know what I'm talking Did about. Did I do? Yeah. Genji wears one of those in Overwatch. Right, I- I'm thinking of like Yoshimitsu from Tekken or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, that mask, it, their faces become kind of like a Japanese demon when they become in their vampire mode. But despite the names and the, the you know like their appearance, they're pretty much vampires. They drink blood, you know, all that sort of typical stuff. But other than that, they're also considered to be a minority in the population of a species, and they live amongst us undetected. However, um, you know there are people that are aware of them, like government figures are aware of vampires, and they even employ uh, vampires for the exact purpose of tracking down other vampires, kind of like. Helsing style. But, you know, despite mentioning Helsing, uh, the vampires in this show are far from being, like, the same super-powered, mad, crazy death machines they are in, in that series. I mean, they do have increased physical abilities. I'll give them that. Vampires in this are strong, but that's pretty much the only pro they have. Being a vampire in this world kind of sucks. For one thing, they can go into an uncontrollable blood rage whenever they even just see the sight of blood. And yet drinking any will cause them to be addicted to the stuff, like a drug as well. Uh, and despite the fact that if they choose to not drink blood, or none at all, uh, you know, they don't actually need it to live, they actually have an unhealthy short lifespan as a result if they do. So it's kind of like, do if you, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Basically being a vampire is kind of like a severe health disorder in this world. And it gets worse over the course of the anime when you consider how society will react to the fact that it's living with uh, literal monsters among them. Now, this makes a way for the story tropes that you might get in your typical kind of like, oops, society rejects what it doesn't understand sort of thing with uh, allegories to real world discrimination, as well as the antagonist of the show whose mission is to fan the flames of hatred against the vampire kind or demon devil kind. When I put it that way, it kind of sounds a bit like uh, Devil's Line is kind of like the X-Men. It kind of reminds me of that, actually, uh, with us following the perspectives of those that are caught in the middle of this conflict. More specifically, a vampire and non-vampire couple, because, you know, of course we have to, it's a romance, so, yeah. Speaking of which, we got our human main character, Tsukasa, and our vampire policeman guy, Anzai, with the third wheel kind of being this long-haired vampire guy called Lee, as well as the supporting cast that mostly consists of Anzai's fellow police officers. Still, most of the focus is on the relationship between the first two, with the major events of the series playing a part in either pulling them apart or pushing them closer together. So let's focus a little bit on the romance since it's quite a vital piece of this anime. Now, you know romance has come to it has to come together like to me like a good recipe. The steps have to be done right and the ingredients need to come come together well. And while the former is done well, uh, at this time, my issue is kind of like with the latter. Now, was my analogy a little bit too vague? Uh, what, just to clarify, what I'm getting at here is that while the progression of the romance is quite decent in pacing, uh, it's not too similar to some shoujo's I've watched though, with the whole episode one kiss kind of trope that happens a lot in shoujo's for some reason. One of my main issues though is how the couple stands as individuals. There seems to be a decent amount of effort into making Anzai, the guy in the relationship, have a lot of things going on. He has these like hazy memories of being surrounded by devils as a kid, and appears to have some link to the main character, uh, the main antagonist of the series. He also has um, more development, having to come to terms with the fact that he is a demon to begin with, uh, and you know that's why why he needs a relationship with Sukasa to ultimately help him cope with it. You know, have be accepted by a human. But on Sukasa's end, the female of the couple, there's kind of really nothing there. Like, she's sympathetic to devils, and she really, really, really loves Anzai. And I'm just describing really a broad personality traits here, but there's very little to work with when Anzai's out of the picture. Her every waking... Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I was going to say like her every waking moment, but she even dreams about him. Her every thought seems to revolve around Anzai, being nothing without him, 
you know, kind you know, that's the thing about relationships, you know, is that if she's nothing without him, she's not really anything with him either. And besides the fact that some scenes, especially towards the end of this, get kind of risky and kind of raunchy, um, that I would have first expected, I couldn't shake the vibe that it felt like I was watching something that was like a stereotypical, like, fanfic, female teen demographic sort of show. And the fact that Sukasa is so bland is probably why. Like, she's kind of feels like an empty, an empty set of air for the audience members to project themselves into. Which, cool if that's your thing, but forgive me for saying that that obviously doesn't add anything to me. <laughs> Ultimately, the fact is that it's quite a sizable amount of this show is is kind of focused on this romance, which is a shame because there is stuff that is kind of interesting to me, besides just the characters. I think the way the world was built up with how vampires are in the society could be, could be uh, kind of like a good platform for a really interesting story. They did well in making a believable interpretation of this world's monsters among its concept with how, you know, uh, vampires are different enough to be influenced in lore and culture of the world and its history, and yet not supernatural enough beyond the realms of plausibility. You know, see that example about the Oni demon masks. It's not hard to think that, oh, maybe there were vampires in the past, and that's what inspired lore about Japanese demons and stuff, because they were just mistaken as demons when they were actually vampires. Now, like vampires have almost no concrete relation to religion in this world, you know, they're also kind of, um, they're not weak to sun, and they're also not invulnerable, save for, like, you know, being hit in the heart and the head. Actually, you can kind of down a vampire in this world like you could with any other living thing, just by a few bullets to anywhere and just making them lose enough blood. So it's kind of realistic enough to kind of, like, suspend your disbelief. Because they are killable, and there's nothing like that like burning in sunlight or steak for the heart stuff. You can just kill them like a neg- regular human. Um, but it's still mythical enough where the supernatural element is there. Now, problem is, is that besides this being used to develop the romance, it also facilitates kind of half of a uh, kind of a half baked plot. Basically, the whole discrimination thing is pretty much an afterthought this season, and it doesn't feel all that resolved. And then, because I think by the end there's still like this protest going on against vampires, it doesn't really go anywhere. And then there's the whole facing the enemy organization who have moles within the police department plot of this anime. Uh, the whole watching the good guys trying to track down the bad guys thing didn't really keep my attention very much. There were a few switcheroos about who's loyal to who, and you know, I'll be honest with you, I kind of got mixed up myself due to how indistinct some of the characters looked in their designs, as well as the fact that I'm not very good with names. And they always kept saying, like, oh, this character's doing this, and this character's doing that. And I'm like, I, I don't know who you're talking about, man. Um, <laughs> so I got a bit confused. Uh, the most compelling part of this plot is about Anzai's business with the bad guys. But you won't get the whole story about that in the season by the end. So it's just kind of there. Uh, still, though, the overarching story isn't all that great. The individual key action events are at times suspenseful and exciting. The studio did quite a good job working kind of cliffhangers onto the ending to kind of make you want to like page turn and keep watching the next episode so that's kind of good uh the action itself is actually decent at times decent budget was put into it uh although at the same time there wasn't anything too visually visually memorable to me that really sticks in my head probably because things like the color scheme is kind of boring and i'd give the character designs a neutral five and the neutral five kind of describes my entire take-home feel about Devil's Line in general. It's a mixed bag. The vampire—it's—you could call it actually mixed bag. The vampire romance anime. For everything I like, there's about as many things I didn't like, or was in, or was at least indifferent towards. Still, I can easily see the scale tipping for those who have negative views towards just seeing vampires everywhere in popular culture, especially in the romantic context. Or I can see it being tipped into the positive if you're parched for an anime with like vampire romance, given the context and also the fact that this is kind of competently put together. Uh, I don't know how common this actually is, this whole supernatural in love with a monster romance thing is in anime specifically. So take my perspective with a grain of salt because I'm not used to the genre. As is, I don't regret putting it on, but I'll probably never watch it again either. So I'm going to be giving this one a Netflix, which should probably surprise nobody, because that's pretty much what I rate everything. Alrighty then. Mm-hmm. Not so, sh- not so shiny vampires. No, no. At least that <laughs> that's a positive, I guess. Not so shiny vampires. 
Mm. Netflix, okay. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Well, that brings me to my review here of uh, Straight Shoda, mm -hmm. or Hey Kid Wanna SS, or uh, as it's actually called, Sonohara So no Kirinin san. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, that long ago that uh, I talked about how there are anime that exist to appeal to a specific audience and that uh, everyone will find those animes to be their cup of tea. Well, wouldn't you know it, but I have once again found such an anime. One that appeals to a far more niche or niche group of otaku, myself included, that thoroughly enjoy the idea of a younger male protagonist receiving lots and lots of affection from older female characters. What? Are you looking at me like that? It's a fetish, so what? <laughs> we don't kink shame here. No, we don't. Plus, it's an anime, not a hentai. Nothing questionable happened here. Let's get to the review. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> our victim, our protagonist, is a boy by the name of Aki, a young man who is done being the plaything for his older sister, who treated him nothing but a girl. So, with the permission from his parents, he moves out into a dormitory-style home called the Sonohara So, that is far closer to his new school. This lodging is overseen by a woman by the name of Ayaka, who is extremely motherly, has zero boundaries, and gets an astonishing amount of emphasis placed upon her chest, which is quite emphasized. Mm. Immediately upon meeting... Between the two of these, I knew this anime was appealing to, and to be honest, I couldn't believe it. I mean, niche is great and all, but it doesn't exactly make bank. So I can't help but feel this series is made by a person who loves their work and has much has as much interest in this story as the otaku they are appealing to. Mm. Of course, I speak a story, but everything in this series is by far and large scenarios that Aki finds himself in. We never see Aki at school, as the focus is mostly centered around Sonohara So, though some scenarios do see us following characters to festivals, events, holidays, and the pool. Ah. The other characters involved in these scenarios are other residents of the Sonohara So and some frequent guests, namely Nana, Ayaka's younger Garu sister who has an amazing tan, uh, Yu or Yuzu, Sumeri, and Yuri, the student council president, vice president, and secretary, the uh, at Aki school. Mm -hmm. uh, Nishiki, the owner of the local liqueur store. Uh, Mayako and Mei, Nana's best friends and chasers of young men. And uh. Uh, Matsuri, Aki's older sister, who thinks no one will ever be good enough for him. It's quite the cast of characters, all of whom in some way or another dote upon Aki, who is by far and large the youngest of the bunch. Ah. Now, I do have a sneaking suspicion that there is a lesser, dedicated plot going on here, something that may have been partly me just looking into things too hard. Uh -huh. But I think that Ayaka has plans similar to those of that woman from Japanese folklore who raised a boy to be the perfect husband. You mean the... and that, That's what the, the uh, dorm head wants to do. Is that yes, that's what I'm thinking oh. is her plan. Okay. Yes, I think that secretly Ayaka plans to have Aki stay in love with her until he is old enough to propose. Maybe it was the on and off teasing that she do to Aki, or the fact that she guarded Aki against his older sister, or perhaps the lack of embarrassment she had being naked in front of Aki. Mm. But I really do believe she has these kind of motivations. Now, you might just think it's just her being motherly, but I saw a different picture of being painted. One that sees Ayaka subtly pushing Aki towards her marital bed. Oh boy. <laughs> so yes, this won't be the next big anime in the mainstream, but it most certainly captured the audience that it was attracted to. Mm -hmm. Multiple times during the series, I just kept saying they knew. They knew exactly what they were doing. Because when something came up that I was anticipating as a fan of the genre, and I was surprised by how far they were taking it, 
I knew that no one worked on this was not with it. In fact, this might have been one of the few times I cough up dough to buy a physical copy of the DVD, or Blu-ray, because this is a gem. Oh, a yeah. rare emerald among quartz and pyrite. Wow. <laughs> yes. Is Silverlink provided the animation here, a studio that has uh, also done work for uh, your favorite anime, Imoto Serai Irabe Li, um, Death March to the Parawold World Rhapsody, and Bakato Test. Ah. Uh, it could have been easy to ruin the slightly sensual, slightly fluffy, and slightly adorable style that is this series. But Silverlink are no chumps at the game. They did it right, and they did it well. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I'd love to say that the voice acting had no problems, but my pet peeve was invoked oh. by the voice of Aki, who is voiced by a female actress, <laughs> Eri Katimura. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Aki's reactions to the ongoings in Sonohara So were hampered by the fact that he wasn't provided the right boyish voice. Mm-hmm. Japan has a bad habit of making female actresses play the parts of young boys in anime since it is rather difficult to find young male actors who don't have the ball-dropping effect of sounding like they're past puberty. Right. I know it's not impossible, though, as one of my favorite characters ever, Kenshi Misaki, a 15-year-old, was voiced by a guy in his 20s. Wow. Come on, Japan. I'm happy. Try a little bit harder, mm. would you? And my favorite character, while I'd have no chance at grabbing her attention anymore, as I'm well past the age if she's attracted to, I was actually very very interested in May, one of Nana's best friends and one of the two who are into younger guys, along with uh, Mayako. She captured a very old thing I have for girls with dark hair that covers one eye. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. This fact was emphasized by her crimson-colored eyes, which are almost piercing in a way. Her interest in Aki is very likely more adult than family-friendly, as she is one of the only few who gets rather physical with him. Which only made me miss my own childhood all that much more, as I was reminded of a couple high school girls who like to play with me on my after-school bus ride home. Ah, uh, yes, I'm not joking about that. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to be giving this anime, shockingly, a download it now. Wow. I, I, I really That's right. wasn't expecting that. By the way, one of the girls here looks like on this image here, she looks like Red, Ram, the pink-haired, like, brother, sister in, the, in ReZero. There's a girl with pink hair in this who kind of looks like Ram to Yes, me. that... That is, uh, let's see here, I think that's Yuri, who is, uh, she likes to have Aki cross-dress and then take pictures of him, and then she gets all hot and bothered by it. She's very much into, like, taking, she like she likes taking pictures of the student council president so that she can then sell those pictures to, uh, uh, Sumire, who will pay for them because she has a thing for the student council president. Ah. Or she likes taking pictures of Aki cross-dressing because she's just into it. Right. I see. So she's a bit of an opportunist entrepreneur of the group. Indeed. I just saw the image you just posted. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I just, I just, you know, come across these sometimes. I have to share them. <laughs> anyway, download now. That's That was surprising, so... There you go. Gets, it gets your seal yeah, of approval. Yeah, it, it just... Oh, yeah, it gets my seal of approval. For me, specifically, this really, really appealed to me just because it hits that... It hits that kink right in the kink zone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just into the straight Shota kind of stuff and younger male character being doted upon by a harem of older female characters. Yes, please. Mm. Oh, I see, I see. So just happened to... Well, it found its niche audience, so there you go. That's all I can say. Yes, indeed. It found me, and I loved it, and I probably will buy it when it comes out. Cool, cool. It didn't have any problems with censorship or anything in this? 
Use that, use no, that, that was another nice yeah. thing. There was no censorship, okay. which they didn't need to because there was nothing that required censorship. The girls, when they would wear bikinis, they didn't have nip slips or anything like that, and they didn't show camel toe or anything like that, so there was no need. I see. <clears throat> All right. So. It was playfully sensual, I will say that. Ah, I see. It's more of like a, like, definitely kind of a comedy, like a tease sort of show, more than it was anything serious. Indeed. Sounds kind of slice of life you the way you talk about they do the school festival, then they do this, then they go to a fireworks show or something. It sounds like that's a bit, kind of a slice of but life. slice of life has like very distinct cut between each event, right? That doesn't really carry over, yep. But in this one, the events do seem to have an impact upon one another, right? It doesn't matter, it actually matters what order you show the skits in, basically. That's right, cool. Okay. Yes, and I believe that does it for our uh, reviews. Yep, it does. It doesn't do. Doesn't do the. Okay. Well, then I believe that wraps it up for another episode of Anime Pulse. Oh. Uh, before we go, Patreon. however, there are some uh, people we need to thank. Yep, we still have to do that. It's, uh, I almost forgot. Just pull that list I'm just saying, I'm just getting the list up. I should probably save the list somewhere. Uh, can you? Yeah. That? Can you copy and paste it here <laughs> or something? I got it here somewhere. Give second. me a moment. Yeah, I'll, I'll just get out from mine. Here it is. I got it. Oh, you beat me to it? Shit. Yes. So, uh, I guess I'll just I'll read them off yeah. real quick. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Tag, Algazero, Phantom, uh, Shuji, and V for supporting our podcast with their contributions to our Patreon. You guys are the ones who keep the lights on here and allow us to provide this content for free to everyone else out there listening. Okay, yeah, thank you. Yes, so, uh... Yes, that uh, brings it to our true ending to Anime Pulse. Thank everyone for tuning in listening to us talk and ramble on about anime and until next time keep watching keep listening and keep the anime love strong